Hello, Xers and interwebbers. Welcome to Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I was a 70s baby, an 80s kid, and a 90s troublemaker. On today's episode, we will be talking with a very special guest, Amy from the book. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. I can't. (laughs) But of course, first, we're going to do a quick passage from my book, The Creative Nonfiction, Naive in the 90s, available on Amazon. May 23rd, 1993, Sunday. Yesterday, I went to Amy's with James and Dave. Dave left after a little bit, and James stayed for a while longer and just hung out. Later, Amy and I went to billiards to meet up with Lily and Anne. At like 10 p.m., Amy and I went to Game Room 1 for a Tyrant Trooper concert. Amy's ex-boyfriend, Alec, who used to abuse her, was supposed to fight with Dave. When we got there, we found out that Alec had passed out somewhere. I found James and was happy. Amy told a whole bunch of people what Alec had done to her. A little bit goes by, and he shows back up, crawled out of whatever hole he had been in, and some guy, Martin, punched him. Then Kyle started with him, smacked him right upside the head. It was great. Alec got pissed and started to yell at Dave for it. Like Dave got everyone to pick on him or something. Alec looked like he was going to cry. Anyways, right before we left, Amy went up to him and slapped him really hard, right across the face. It was great. I guess he's also got like all these Latin kings after him and his friends. It's so cool. Don't hit girls, jerk. Then Amy's mom brought me home. She had the truck and we all couldn't fit. So the boys, Dave and James, sat in the front and Amy and I laid in the back. It was cold, but fun. We talked, laughed, and watched the stars pass by. It was like magic. Well, gotta go. Love me. I want to give just a brief warning here before we start. As I mentioned in earlier shows, I use the Inker app, now called Spotify for podcasters. Although Spotify has owned Inker since 2019, this last month is when they did the full merge and rebranding. There was some tech issues with remote calling when they switched over, but it's been fixed since. However, there are still some new learning curves with recording with others remotely. Today's call is amazing, and I can't tell you how special it was for me, both for what you are about to hear, but also our behind-the-scenes conversation. Like, for real, it means a lot. But my end of the audio is off. Before the rebrand, the Anchor app didn't let external mics pick up at, like, at all. Only the phone's actual internal mic. So I could use earbuds or earphones and their mic wouldn't pick up. Ever. However, this changed and I didn't know it. I was still using my phone's internal mic, which the app, like, power boosts up to make it kind of like a condenser mic. Um, But yeah, um, the mic from my ear 
earbuds were actually picking up and believe me I will never use them again it's not great like not gonna lie it's just it's bad but thankfully I'm not talking as much in this conversation it really is about Amy and her story so thank goodness for that so please bear with me as I have to relearn how Spotify for podcasters works differently from Anchor. But also, I do have some equipment upgrades in the works, so fingers crossed I can finally get that all set up, figured out, and done right, not to mention consistently. Um, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. Duh. What I really wanted to actually tell you is in the relearning, we had a couple tech issues with the call being dropped. I think it was like three times. Listen, the app is awesome, especially for the price, which is free, but she's quirky, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, so like calls, even if you ignore them, cut the recording. And one of those was a drop in the middle of another two drops and was like three minutes long only. It didn't save, and in fact, it was the second chunk of like two or three minutes of recording that didn't save. I assume because it was short, but they saved in other calls before the update. I have short clips from other calls, but yeah. Um, the first drop was when we initially got on the call, but it was literally just hellos, and then the second time was in the middle of a pretty intense part of our conversation. Um, it's just some not so nice details and there are more than enough after that to make up the difference um but yeah so there is a small part where our conversation has a slight jump i think it's like the last half an hour or so and um like amy's talking about her husband not being a drinker and making sure he wasn't the type to overdrink and make drinking a regular thing and then i start talking about some stuff with Travis. Um, so with all that said or babbled at this point, like babble babble, <laughs> um, let's just get back into the actual episode. My guest today is going to be Amy and I do introduce her in the beginning of the call, but I just wanted to say something here too. In terms of pivotal friendships and staying with the my so-called life comparisons, Amy was the Rianne to my Angela. No, Amy was in no way, shape, or form an addict like Rayanne. In fact, I would argue that Amy was one of the more responsible friends when it came to substances back in the partying days. But in the larger span of our friendship, where Angela's life and perspective drastically changed after meeting this new, exciting, beautiful, and just all-around magic being, that's what I'm talking about. That is how Amy is my Rianne. She just like storybook, movie, TV show literally opened my eyes and the world. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I think it's really fitting that she's my first individual guest from the book because she really, um, she really, really helped me make me who I am and helped me come out of the shell that I had been born into and built around me. So yeah, I'm very excited um, to share this with you all. And I don't know, I love her and I hope you love her too. (laughs) 
So on today's show, um, my first solo guest from the book, and I think that this is like, honestly, the most appropriate person that I can think of to have um, for the connection and the time of the book. But today, Amy is my guest. And I just, you know, wanted to point out that like, Amy signified a huge change and transitional time in my life. I'm not taking away from any of the friendships I had before or after or during the same time. But our friendship was one of the most pivotal, like growing up friendships for me. Um, The type of friendships that you read about in like coming of age books, like, you know, like a John Green book, like Amy was my Alaska. Um, Having seen like these type of friendships in movies and TVs, like there's that really cool girl that you see that you become friends with and the world just opens and unlocks for you and like even in songs like bikini kills rebel girl like that is who amy was for me when i met her and so with that said i would like to welcome amy to the show hello and i'm gonna wipe some tears off because that was (laughs) (laughs) i love you girl i love you and i mean every single word of that like you just, um, you know, even when we hadn't found each other again on social media, like there was not a time that I didn't wonder about you or think about you because you were that, that girl, you were that friendship in high school for me. Like you just, I came from a place that was like gray and then it became light and color when you came into my world so same here with me I mean I don't know how to explain it you were just this light and this beauty and I don't know it's like I fell in love with you when I first met you in ninth grade and I just wanted to be around you and absorb your light and I'm so glad we became friends and we had that time together in high school Me too. Me too. And like, so like in the book, um, you are in the very beginning. Like, it's like, I don't even know. Um, maybe like the third or fourth entry. It's like the first day of high school. And I'm like, Oh, I met this girl and she's so cool. But the funny thing is, and we've vaguely and like a little talked about this here and there. Um, that was actually not our first meeting. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was, like, and, like, it's funny because, like, in my own diary, I'm, like, I just met this girl, and she's awesome, but no. (laughs) (laughs) We had actually met the year before, and in our town, um, we had, the, the, the town was, like, divided into two when it came to junior highs, and it was, like, a couple hundred plus kids in each of them, and once a month, the town would take all of the kids from junior high, and they would give us a dance. <laughs> yes, and I and, love their dances. Oh, they were amazing. Aren't there certain songs that you hear or certain bass drops you hear that it just, like, brings you back? to then (laughs) yeah um who is it I can't think of his name right now um old time rock and roll oh yes 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 yes. I mean they played that every dance and I just Mm -hmm. remember 
um people like the guys up on the top of the bleachers like clapping yes. to it and stuff. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and like everyone really felt very cool at those dances and it's yes. funny to think because like you know we were like 13 12 <laughs> <laughs> we were so young and none of my I had all my friends were at your junior high I had yes. no friends at my junior high. So those dances were real important to me because then I got to hang out with all my friends, all my friends that I didn't right. get to see. Yeah. Which interestingly, and this is how we met, even though that's not how past me, apparently <laughs> <laughs> put it down. <laughs> but we had actually met at those dances because your friends that went to my school were actually also my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like in the bathroom doing something right and we shared like eyeliner I or... am, yeah we were in there you know doing the the primping because at that time it was like hair and makeup and you know <laughs> and <laughs> I, I do have the big bangs yes yes and I do remember because it's it had to be the eyeliner because I remember eyeliner as well and I remember like it was at the time where you would like light the eyeliner to soften it. Yep. <laughs> so it would be like nice and dark. <laughs> and thick and clumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was funny that like you, you know, the funny thing is, is like, I remembered that as an adult, that that was the first time we had actually met or at least the first time I had interaction with you because I knew who you were because one of your small time exes was one of my exes also. <laughs> so um Jake there was he um and so I was like oh that's the girl and like right away I was like all right god oh she's so pretty oh look at her look at look at her oh my god <laughs> And so, like, I don't know why, you know, later on it was not mentioned, but when you walked into, because um, when you walked into that homeroom in 10th grade when we did meet, right. um, I was just absolutely floored by you and, like, everything about you, your clothes, your hair, you were just so gorgeous that I just, oh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be friends with that girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird that you see it that way because I was so awkward and poor. I mean, we shopped, I shoplifted my clothes from, from Caldors, you know? Yeah. I just, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to do my makeup. I was the most awkward out of place person, but you, oh my God, you're absolutely gorgeous and so sweet. And you had that great oh. laugh. I love your laugh. And I was just drawn to you instantly. I remember going home. My mom's like, you know, how was your first day of school? I'm like, I made a friend. You know, <laughs> I can't believe I made a friend. And I I, I think it's it's going to be a really good friendship kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. same. I didn't say it to my mom, but yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I can't think of high school without thinking of you. The same it here. Just, like. I, I don't know. And like, we, um, we were connected in so many ways, like friends, boyfriends, um, groups, you know, just like right. everything. And um, as we've mentioned 
before. I don't, I don't think it was on air, but um, we've talked about how like, you know, the dating pool was kind of small because, you know, we didn't have the computer. We didn't have Tinder. We didn't have, you know, all these things. We didn't even have something like Uber, you know, (laughs) like um, we just, had who we went to school with who those people knew outside of school and anyone we possibly may have run into here and there right it was um completely a different setup so like a lot of our circles ended up intertwining and then eventually we just became the circle yeah and we were pretty damn cool yeah yeah right (laughs) I don't know. I thought we were freaking awesome. I'm like, life is not going to get any better than this. I said we had such a great group of girls. And then oh, you know, yeah. we added guy friends in there that were great too. But the group of girls we had mm-hmm. for me were amazing. For, for me, it was an experience that I never had an experience with because I got bullied so much in elementary and junior high that I just never had a connection with girls. I mean, I had one main friend growing up since second grade. Right. And she went to your school and Anne and I really didn't become good friends. Like we knew each other when we were friends, but we didn't really become best friends until like 10th grade. Right. Right. So it was, it was such an experience for me when I started getting girlfriends and, and I had had no clue how to act around girls. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. But, but you was, didn't, you didn't seem like that. Can I just, as someone who like, didn't know you in the before times I guess they were um I would never have guessed that you to me just seemed like you were a confident just beautiful person who was just who they were that's that's the way that you you appeared oh my god that blows my mind because that was the complete (laughs) opposite of what I was I was this tomboy ugly like just I wouldn't even call, I wasn't nerdy because I, I wasn't smart. I was, you know, I was just like an outcast kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just survived that. That's yeah. school was really for me was just for surviving. And it was, I mean, home life was good, but school was sur- just survival. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause I just, you know, I'm, my mind is blown. Like really, I mean, like how many <laughs> decades later and I'm like, wow really (laughs) I just wow I did not think about that like (laughs) as a possibility even yeah that's why you should never judge somebody because you just don't know what they're going through and what's going on in their lives behind the scenes they look so put together and have everything great we just got to be nicer to each other you know everybody in the world because everybody's suffering something Yes, I agree 100%. That's like the best advice ever. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, today we are here, um, you know, just to talk about you and, you know, um, us as friends, but also, also more specifically, um, some, you know, not awesome things and some awesome things that yeah. happen in your life because what else could that be but love life right um right. and you can't have the good without the bad and there's definitely some bad in there yeah and and I kind of feel like um 
growing up in the time that we did grow up, it probably had a little extra bad. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it just, um, not to make light of it um, and laugh, I think that's a defense mechanism. Yes, it's (laughs) definitely um, my defense mechanism. Yeah, you know, because it's just like, if you don't laugh about it and, like, think about it as a past, like, ha-ha, was it that horrible? (laughs) Like, it just... It, it, it makes you sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just breaks you down. You just gotta, yeah. You gotta look at it on the yeah. bright side. Yeah. So hopefully what we can do with this episode is, um, you know, just help some, some other people out there who may be in, you know, relationships that may or may not be the best thing. Um, you know, how to deal with certain stuff. And we will also link some helplines in the description so you know because unfortunately um being treated bad is a subject that seems to follow the decades it's more common than not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is sad yeah so um so yeah um let's start here let's Let's talk about, okay, so you had mentioned that in junior high, you had a hard time because, you know, you were bullied and people were just jerks to you. Um, I think because you were pretty and they were intimidated by you, to be honest with you. Um, Don't laugh at that. I (laughs) I feel like that's what a mom would say to their daughter, you know, just to make (laughs) her feel better. You know, they're they're jealous of you. That's why they're mean and bully you. My mom used to say that. I'm like, of what? My buck teeth and my, you know, my big nose. No, no, no. But like, she was right. No, I I think I was an easy target. Yeah, I think you were too because you were nice. Yeah, and and kids are kids can be cruel, and they they'll zero in on whatever they can. Yeah. And when you're a sensitive person, I think that that makes the target on your back much, much larger. Yes. And being an empath and just being really in tune to people's, their cues and their personalities Mm -hmm. and when they're angry and not, it's, yeah, it definitely makes you a target. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, do you want to, do you want to take it from there? Like how, how did you get, cause I know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to, do you want to talk about maybe like who or how, you know, got you out of there? Maybe it's like, I I mean, I'm going to say your first love. You want to, do you want to start there maybe? Yeah. So this is going to be so weird. So my first love is. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, wait, maybe, yeah. Maybe you should preface this real fast that, um, for the listeners and anyone who's read the book or, you know, heard the ex- excerpts here and the little passages that I read, um, Amy and I, we, we not only were very good friends um, and have a lot of, you know, memories that coincide with each other, lots of adventures together, a lot of overlap. We also have a lot of overlap with boys. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we both came into this discussion knowing that we were going to talk about boys and that it was going to be a little weird, mm-hmm. but then we talked through it because we know, you know, we were, first of all, teenagers at right. the time. So, like, this is literally, like, three decades ago. <laughs> you know we're what I mean? Old. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're old now. Um, but also, like, 
I don't think where we ended up and where everyone ended up um, negates what anyone was to anyone else. Right. So I don't, and we already talked about it for, for everyone listening. <laughs> we already talked about this and we're all cool with it. <laughs> Everything's good. We still love each other. <laughs> we all still love each other and not in some weird ways. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You know, it's just, it's so, there's so much overlap. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what? We just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You, I, I look at it as like a compliment to both of us. Yeah. We have like, good taste in men. Just, yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah. Um, Amy's going to talk about some, some people that you might recognize their names. Yep. <laughs> and, um, I, I'm cool. She's cool. We're all yep. cool. And just <laughs> and it'll be a fun experience. <laughs> and it'll be a fun experience because as I told her, I have I have um I, I don't have any mask on about who who, who my husband was back then. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all we were all young and just finding ourselves, you know? No. We yeah. didn't know who our soulmates were going to be at the time, but when we found out, we stuck with them. So that's the important yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, not for nothing, but there was a lot of intergroup dating anyways. Yeah. I dated I a lot. Think... <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was all down to, I was just trying to find that one person that would just love me for me. And it was all that yeah. insecure little girl who knew that she was ugly and got picked on and bullied a lot and had no self-esteem. And I went at it the wrong way of trying to find that love and affection. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you grow up and learn and you, and that's just, just, that's life. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm the only girl out there that's gone through it or will oh, absolutely you know, going forward. And yeah. And absolutely not the last. Right. It's just, it's, uh, I think girls just have a, different burden growing up than boys do mm-hmm. I agree and, I absolutely agree and it, and my story actually started before before Dave mm-hmm. um, it started with with Alec oh yes and yes. he really was like my first he was my I, I mean I dated I had little I would call him little boyfriends you know you talk on the phone you maybe kiss mm-hmm. on the lips but <laughs> nothing like nothing important happened but when Alec came along I just turned 15 and he was 20 right and so he was like the first guy I've slept with and and that wasn't a very good experience he you could if you look at it now at our age you would call him a predator mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely just from the ages yeah because what I mean what tw- I mean 20 I, I I look, my son will be 20 in a couple of years and I'll still think of him as a baby, but 20, you're, you're a man, you're an adult. Absolutely. And what man would be attracted to a 15 year old girl, but mm-hmm. you know, he was, you know, that too many. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know if you would call it grooming or what, but so it was, it was a really, it was a bad experience. It wasn't a good or healthy experience in any way, you know, mm-hmm. lifetime movie, bad, um, things that you warn your kids against. He did yeah. go to jail for, for a year, um, for some stuff that he did. Right. Um, and believe it or not, he, he lives in my state. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'd say probably about 
seven years ago. So, you know, on Facebook, you can put your cell phone number on there. Even if you have your thing private, if like someone goes on their friend's page that that's friends with you, they can get that information. Okay. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I mean, we dated for a year. So I was 16 when we broke up and he went to jail for a year and we really never saw each other again. We might've like run into each other, like at a restaurant when we're hanging out with our friends and the people that I was, that I dated at the time would get me out of there fast. So there was really no talking or anything. Um, But he called me probably about eight years ago at like one in the morning. Oh my God. And I, I answered the phone and he, and he says, you know, this is, this is Alec. And I, I go, huh? And then he says it again and I hang up and my husband's like, who is that? And I, I'm like, that was Alec. And he goes, what? I'm like, yeah. You know? Um, and then he called back and my husband answered the phone and that did not go well, but we ended up finding out that he only lived 45 minutes away (gasps) from where we lived um, at the time in the state we're in now. And he knew exactly where we lived. And to this oh. day, I still have nightmares and my husband will wake me up and he'll, he'll be like, you know, Alec. And I'm like, yeah, but I still, to this day, worry that he's going to kill me. Oh, that's horrible. I that's just, horrible. I still, I mean, wow. and how, that's a long All time. these years. Yeah. yeah. All these yeah. years. He's still tracking you down. Yeah. And to be like in the same state that, that you're in now, which is very much not the state you both started in. No. And it's far away from the state we both started in. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't understand it. So we moved again. We're still in the same state, but the state's big enough where we moved probably about three hours away. And mm-hmm. he contacted me again during COVID through oh. Messenger. I have, you know, I have him blocked on Facebook, but I didn't have him blocked in Messenger. Um, oh. And you know, he made some comments, and I worked in a popular place in my state that you know other people come from different states to go visit. Mm-hmm. So I went to my boss, and I'm like, I need is there like a list that you can put people's names on so they cannot come to this place? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes, there is actually. And, you know, I, I said, I don't want to get into details, but he, he went to prison and I don't feel safe. And oh. I know that he lives in this state. And he said, we will put his name on a do not enter thing. So he's never allowed yeah. to come here, but which is oh. nice. Oh my good, That's, petrifying yeah it's it's still scary but i mean you know we have ways to defend ourselves and yeah i have him blocked on everything that i can block him on i don't respond to anything that he sends to me and right. you know i mean oh yeah oh, it's, it's kind so of sorry that's horrible it's scary i mean yeah but i do remember when i smacked him in the face that was a <laughs> that yeah, was a great I, night me so happy and I remember everything about that night and it was the first time that I was ever able to do back to him that what he's done to me worse than what he's you know I mean he yeah the, you know and not yeah. have any retribution from it from him do you know what I mean yeah and it yeah. was the most yeah oh he would have he would he, he would have died if he even looked at you funny that night 
Yeah, <laughs> like I that, mean... the, the energy that was going on that night, it was so supercharged that I can't like, no. <laughs> there were some gang members there from like the city. Yes. And yes. they were like, we will kill him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. God, that was, it was a really intense, but fun. And I'm sure liberating for you that night. Like just. Oh, yeah. Remember laying in the back of my mom's pickup truck and just being like, I hit Alec. And it was just like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that, yeah. I couldn't stop saying it. Magic. <laughs> it yeah, was magic. no. It was, it was just, it, oh, I love, I replay that night a lot. Cause that, I do that too. Was, yeah. That was a good, that was a good time. It was. And, and the weather was perfect for the state that we lived in where we were mm-hmm. laying in the back of that truck. And the stars were out and the trees with the leaves, you know, going past us. And it was, just, I think, a beautiful bonding moment for us. Yes. Just the two of us just huddled in the back. Yes. yes. And it felt so freeing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was a real special night for me. But, yeah. but then that leads to, to, I guess, my first love, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're, you're now soulmate, husband. <laughs> But, but I so, mean, you know, I think so. I listen. I think soulmates are different things for different people. I don't think that there's like whatever. And I think first loves. I think they're you know, there there is a soulmate level to that, right? And I'm not saying we were each other's first loves. I'm just saying he was mine, you know. And <laughs> and it was. I I I, I mean, I, I think you were you were up on that list for him. Oh, I do. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but he, he was a life. So Alec was a life changing moment on, on the, the bad, the things that you see in movies on TV shows, you, you don't think really happen. Right. You know? Right. And then you find out they do really happen and they're not as peaceful as you see on TV. Yeah. Um, that yeah. scary bad shit can happen in you're just like, how did I survive that? And then, then comes along. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still in junior high while I'm dating Alec and I'm still getting bullied and told I'm ugly and, and picked on really bad. And then here comes along Dave and it was, we were in homeroom together or in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was always just nice to me, but we never really talked. You know, he was super popular. All the really beautiful, popular girls. I don't know if they dated him, but they, yeah. They were all in love with him. I mean, he was, yes. you know, 16 Candles, the main guy, <laughs> like all the main, like beautiful guys in the 80s. Yeah. 80s that, that was him. Yeah. Yes. Well, for me, you know, for me. No, um, no, 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 no. I, I, I have to agree. Um, I think that he was that guy for the majority of people that we went to school with. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm not trying to brag because he's my husband. Like, you know, <laughs> you can husband. brag. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, like, he, he really, he was that guy. He, um, to compare to someone of our age and our demographic, he was Jordan Catalano. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And he was on a pedestal. And I yes. put him on a pedestal, you know, he, and he, here he, and he looked at me and he talked to me yes. and he was nice to me. And that pissed off the other girls in, in junior high even more to where, <laughs> oh like, you know, when he would come, before we started dating, we, we hung out, you know? Yeah. 
And he would like come over my house to hang out and the popular girls would call my house. Like how the hell did they get my <gasps> phone number? And oh. they would talk to him on, on my, my house phone, you know? Oh <laughs> like, I mean, and then I would get to school and they'd be like, oh, you know what he did this weekend? He hung out with me, you know, or something like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, okay. That's, but you know, I didn't think we'd ever date because I was still, I was still with Alec. Right. And then, right. then summer happened. And Alec and I were, I, well, I was broken up with him, but he was a stalker who wouldn't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be doing something in my room and I would hear a noise and I would open the blinds and he'd be outside my window. Right. You know, right. I mean, he was just, and he would follow me everywhere. And I remember we went to see a band play at a, a local place that mm-hmm. we used to hang out at. And yep. um, Dave was there and he kind of just kind of hit on me. I don't know if you were there that night. Anne, I don't. I don't think I was. Yeah, Anne was there, and um, we we kind of just were hitting on each other, and then we just started dating. So we were we dated a little bit in the summer before before tenth grade. Right, right. Which is right before we all met. Well, I yeah. met you, you both. Yep. And well, I mean, officially met because as we, you know, established, <laughs> we met. <laughs> Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was, you know, I learned what a healthy relationship was supposed to be. So, I mean, can, can, always, can oh, I say um, that first, first day or um, the first time I saw both of you in that homeroom for 10th grade, when mm-hmm. I saw you and I was like, we're going to be friends, was also the first time I saw him too. And the thing that, you know, other than, you know, the hair and the eyes right Um, (laughs) but like other than that the first thing I noticed about him was that he was carrying your stuff and like he was telling you to like do something like don't forget your locker combination or like you know something he he was coaching you along in something that like was just so sweet and like brought your stuff and like put it on your desk and it was just the sweetest thing I had ever seen I was like those two are awesome like so yeah that guy that guy's super hot but like they make an awesome couple and I'm gonna be her friend (laughs) well it's not only that he was super hot he's as you well know he's an amazing person Mm -hmm. and I mean and and that at the age that we were at we were what 16 I mean that says a lot so good on you girl (laughs) (laughs) Well, good on you, right? (laughs) Because, like, you went from something that was toxic and harmful and just the worst of the worst, you know? And, like, you were something so special that someone that seemed untouchable to others saw that light and beauty in you. And I I think that's beautiful. Thank you. And it it was, like, it really was a fantasy for me. Like, a fantasy Uh made reality, you know, because... I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I wouldn't say, I, I don't know if lover is the right word, but a dreamer. And I was just always looking for that, you know, happily ever after Cinderella, right. you know, pr- perfect. And, and it kind of was that situation for me. So that's why I think, you know, a lot of relationships are always kind of really one-sided. One person's always more than the mm-hmm. other person. And I think that was for me, you know, for me, I was the more, you know? Well, I think I don't. Okay. So as someone who was 
a friend to both of you at that time and not as someone who's who's been married to him. I'm I'm saying as someone who was there and knew you guys for the majority of your relationship. I think he did feel that way about you as much as a 15, 16 year old boy can. Right. Especially right. as much as a 15, 16 year old boy can in the early 90s. Right. You know, and, and being super hot and having girls throw themselves at him. Throw, throw the them. At, like, I don't think people understand. And like Lily, every once in a while, um, you know, she'll come over. And when my daughter is around, she'd be like, you don't understand how cool your parents were. And your dad was super, super hot. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, our daughter is like, ew, gross. What yeah, that's disgusting? You don't know, girl. <laughs> yeah, and like she laughs and like looks at the guy that's snoring on the couch with his <laughs> tiny dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, no, it's true. You don't understand. But like he he was, and I think at the time, like you were, you were super important to him, and I don't. Like, I mean, I think it'd be a little weird if he and I were like, hey, you know how much you loved her? <laughs> you know what I mean? But we have, but we have talked about how significant all of us were. And yeah. so I know, I know that you were just as significant. If he hadn't, you know, if it hadn't been the 90s, if we hadn't been so young, and if I love the man to death, but if he hadn't been a fuckboy, <laughs> right? You know, like, and and it's like I say it all the time and I love him to death. You know I do. Mm -hmm. But when we were all in high school, including when he and I started whatever, and in, you know, for a while, yeah, he was one hundred percent what they would call a fuck boy. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean and I think that I I think every generation goes through that. But yeah, he, he'll always have a certain spot in my life for teaching me what a healthy relationship should be like being mm -hmm. able to trust again, not to the point where like not flinching when someone went to try to just move my hair out of, out of the way. Yeah. Like I would flinch yeah. so hard. Like someone was swinging at me with a fist, you know, right. and he, he got me past that. So, I mean, that That's... was just, that was a good experience. Did I ever yeah. tell you? So after my husband and I were married in, um, I think we were living in our first home together and we had a dog and Ian said, you know, come to a party. And, you know, so it was in the, we were living in a different town. So we drove to that town mm -hmm. and went to that party. I remember it was a, you know, a outside bonfire party. Mm -hmm. um, so our dog was really a cool dog. You could have her off a leash and she'd stay right by our side. And we never looked for where she was or called her, you know, we just knew right. that wherever we went, she'd be there. Right. And, my husband's off talking to somebody and I hear somebody go, Hey, that's a really cool dog. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And we found her on the side of the road when we lived in this state, you know, and we found four puppies and we kept her and, and we're talking. He goes, he goes, Amy. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And he goes, Dave. And I went, Holy crap. <laughs> And the first thing I said was, how's Emily? You know, you know, but it, it was so weird to, re I didn't recognize him at all. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Weird. I had no clue who he was. It's it just, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't look the same. <laughs> it was just it was he, just blew my mind to he, run into him. He, he's like that that baby face, that baby Catalano face that he had has has like matured into a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean that happens to all of us. I didn't I matured into a man too, so <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, age hits us hard, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to look in the mirror today. I'm just going to say Oh, that. God. I, I, you know, I think that that's silly because you are gorgeous, but I, I feel you. Like, I'm the same way. And then it's sad. Like, I avoid the mirror at, at all costs. And then when I have to look in the mirror, I see how many more gray hairs I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, no. I know. I know. I always say to my husband, I don't mind growing old. I'm just glad, you know, or he'll be like, um, oh, God, I look so old. I'm like, that's okay. So do I. We're growing old together. We're experiencing mm-hmm. this together, you know? We, yeah. You know, we just. Yeah. But sometimes I look yeah. over at my husband. I'm like, like, we were at the doctor's office for something, and he had a mask, and I look over. I'm like, who's that old guy sitting in the, oh, oh hi, it's my husband. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like, you know, I'll see someone on TV or something and I'll make a comment like, you know, oh, look at that guy with like the brown hair and, you know, the full white beard. We're going to start laughing and then he'll be like, hey, and I'll look up and say, oh, no, I don't mean you, darling. I really, it looks good on you. You're a silver fox. <laughs> yeah, you, they don't understand that. We love them. No matter how old they yes. get, we love them, you know? Yes. Yeah, we we can we can pick on other people for it happening to them. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's too good. Oh, that's so. I mean, and then you know, we 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 dated for like a year, and I we he broke up with me for some stupid reason. I think we were roller skating, and someone smacked my butt. And that upset him. But I think also he was like, yeah, I've dated this girl for a year. And there's some really hot girls in this high school. Yeah. And everyone. To be, yeah, I'm not going to marry this yeah. girl and be with her for the rest of my life. So it's time to move on to some other hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, um, yeah. I mean, I mean you can't not for nothing, Yeah. I mean, that was like the culture in, especially yeah. our high school. It was very much a, like, Roman party. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not innocent. I dated a lot of guys in that in that school and out of that school, and I saw yeah. a lot of guys. So I mean, yeah. it was just it was just it was just that, you know. I mean, we were young. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I do I do remember you guys. The my my saddest part was that you guys tried to stay friends because we <laughs> all were. Um, much like most of the people that we talk about, um, we all were part of the same circle of friends. Yes. So like you guys not being friends um, was super, super, super hard. Like, yeah, and it, it tore the group apart a little bit. It really, it really did. It made a divide that was never repaired in the same way. No. And, so. and I hate to say this and, and you can cut this out if you have, if you want to, I don't blame oh, no. you. But he he got pretty brutal though after that. Like he oh, yeah. he was mean. <laughs> no, that he was, was the hardest part for me. That, that he was just so mean. He was horrible. Like I remember, um, like even just that that homeroom that all three of us were in, where I sat in between 
the two of you. Mm-hmm. He was just not, he was just not nice. Like, no, I think he called me a say, whore one day or something. He would say things or he'd like mumble stuff and like pointedly laugh. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like you knew it where it was directed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and like, as we both said, like, he's a really, he's, he's a really good guy. Like he, he really, he's yes. a top tier good guy. But also at the time he was a teenager, he was a teenage mm-hmm. boy and he was, you know, really one of the Kings of the school. Yeah. So I, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get it, but he was still, he was a dick. <laughs> he was, he was, I mean, he tried to get his, ex or girl he was dating at the same time try to beat me up and yeah I think that yeah. someone wrote whore in my locker and yeah yeah I yeah. mean but I think it would have been easier to get over if it wasn't if he wasn't so mean about it mm-hmm. like that's what made it so hard but I remember when I finally was like free of like the broken heart we were at some kind of party and he was being mean and I looked at him and I went I effing hate you yeah and he just looked at me I think you were sitting there I think yep. we all just dyed our hair blue in the bathroom with like yeah. Kool-Aid or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, and I, I felt so freeing after I said that. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I really do. I do hate him right now. Like, you do. And, and do you remember the look of hurt that flashed on his face though? Yes, I do. And because... it felt good. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah, it yeah, felt no, no, no. Good. Yes. And like, you deserved that flash of pain from him. Like you, you deserved, you earned that because he was, he was, he was a jerk when you guys broke up and yeah. like, you finally said something and it's like, he clearly was just being a spoiled boy. You know what I mean? Right. He didn't feel those things about you. He didn't think those things about you. He was just being a jerk because boys are jerks sometimes. Yeah. And when you, and when you get, you can entertain people. I mean, look, they, they don't think about, hey, this is going to hurt someone's feelings and this might affect them mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. They're just like, right. I'm hanging out with my friends and this is going to make them laugh. Watch this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And and like not not to like harp on on it or make it an excuse, but when we grew up, it was a very toxic and masculine sexualized time. Yeah. So for them to be like those guys cutting on a girl you know, that one of them had hooked up with before wasn't an isolated thing. It was no. pretty, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, but after I came to that conclusion, I don't think we ever talked again after that, except for that time that I ran into him at the, yeah. at the party years, years later. Yeah. No, I think so too. Yeah. I think but, so too. And, but I, I mean, and to his, you know, I did date a lot of guys after we broke up too, and that probably didn't make him feel good about himself, so. Yeah, but he, he was a whore too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, let's let's be honest. He really was. He made made it rounds. <laughs> I know. I remember Ann and I like one summer. We're like, let's just not date. Let's just have fun and have as much sex as we can, and not you know, give a shit yeah. about anything. You know, and that was a great year. <laughs> yeah, just just have sex like a guy. Yeah, because we didn't get our hearts broken. You know, it's like I would I would date guys and think oh okay this is the one and then nope okay let's date another guy and okay this is the one nope and it was just like okay I'm done you know what I mean they're obviously just dating me because they just want to get laid you know kind of thing and yeah yeah Yeah. high school's rough it it really was um I think high school's rough 
for any age group, um, like any era. But I feel like, you know, the 90s, I feel like was the pinnacle, like the peak of indulgence Mm -hmm. and like feralness together. Yeah. I mean, partying, like we drank a lot. So much. We partied a lot. We'd have the hotel parties and the field parties. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it really was based off of Days Infused. I think someone was from our group, shared (laughs) our our experience with somebody else and they made a movie about it. (laughs) For real. I mean, for real. Well, yes. (laughs) I, I any anytime I'm like not feeling good or I'm sad about something, I just watch that movie because it just it makes me feel so good. Because I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was, and I wouldn't go back and change any of it. It no. made me who I am. Um, yeah. It made it to the point where I knew by the time I met my husband, which was young. We I met him when I was 19 and he was 21. Um, right, that's young. But by yeah. the time he came along, I knew what I wanted, what I didn't want, what I'd put up with, what I wouldn't put up with. And I wasn't scared to tell him that right, right up, Which is, right up front, right away. That's and, the, I mean, that's power in itself. Yeah. I mean, cause I dated. Um, oh, did you drop me? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. So, um, I don't know. Do you have anything else that you want to say about Dave or that? time period no I think that pretty much sums it all up I hate that I guess I can say one more thing like one thing I hate I hate how it ended mm-hmm. and I hate that we couldn't end on a friendship yes because I think it would have made it better for you and I oh yes our, our friendship like I never was upset that you you guys started dating or that you guys ended up together I actually felt really good about it yeah, see, I've, I've always wondered, actually, and worried, I guess, is more accurate than wondered. But I've always worried about that because, I mean, and it is in the book, and I think I may have brought it up on here once, but I, I mean, you and I were friends. We were super, super tight. And yeah. you know, when you guys, um, when you and Dave were going through your ending, you did make me and Chris specifically at that sleepover um, promised that we were not going to ever date him. And, you know, I have carried that. Oh, no, I don't even remember doing that. Yeah, it was the weekend that... um, I remember the sleepover and I remember like Dave saying something like him and Chris kind of had a little yeah. moment and I got really upset that, you know, that might be why you brought it up. Right. Because yeah, that was the weekend. Um, we all went to the mall. She had to get the outfit cause she had just started the stripping job and we the were boy- changing in the car and yes. <laughs> yes. And the boys, um, the boys were going to bring her to the club. I remember that. And I remember the creep guy that she was, dealing with at the club remember we came out of the bathroom laughing and he's like "Ooh, bunt couple heavy breathers you know yeah. it creeped me out I'm like nope nope no no yeah. nope yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so um I, I 
remember like my brain cemented that in there and like even after you guys um a little after that time i don't know all of us were hanging out again you guys were not officially together anymore but i think Mm -hmm. there was maybe some lingering stuff going on and yeah there's a little bit of lingering yeah um I remember he and I we were talking and he was like I know that we can't do anything and I'm like no I'm like we can't and he's like I want to and I'm like I I I kind of would want to too (laughs) you know but Uh, we made this promise and, you know, Amy is my friend and he was like, yeah, well, you know, just so we both know this is a situation that we want to. (laughs) And it like kind of just lingered like that for the longest time. And I I will say um, that promise to you, part of the reason I didn't, I didn't pursue him for a long time. And um, even after I did, which it's not an excuse, but like it was part of my grieving process over Chris. Yeah. Was told, like, you know, I, I just, the situation I was in at the time wasn't fantastic with James. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, there had always been this, like this underlying attraction between me and Dave. And when Chris died, I just stopped being cautious about things I started yeah. drinking you know I started smoking pot and then I also then decided that I was going to be you know um more promiscuous than I had been and go for things that I don't know I guess I normally wouldn't have and he and breaking that promise was was one of those that happened because of that yeah I really I don't, I, I don't feel bad about that girl I mean God, we were babies. Who, who, who cares about that? You found the right person. You guys were meant to be together. And I, I would never hate you or be upset about that. God, I would never, ever be upset. I understand. I completely understand. And I love you. And I, and I'm so sorry that that if, if this has bothered you over the years, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it has because I just, I, I just, you know, because like we were, we were so close and like we, we all meant so much to each other. And, yeah. you know, our friends, and we've talked about it before, our friends at the time were the most important things to us. And so when I broke that promise, it was like, it was a huge deal for me. Like it was huge for me to cross yeah. that line. And, well, um, if this makes you feel any better, if the situations reversed, I would have broken the promise too. <laughs> okay. No, that does. That makes sense. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. No, that does. That makes me feel way better. <laughs> and I, I know we grew apart, but I, I mean, I think we grew apart a little bit um, when you and Dave started to get together, but that's normal. I mean, we weren't running with the same crowd. You know, I wasn't running with the Dave crowd anymore. And if you're yeah. spending your time with him, that makes sense that that's the crowd you're going to run with. We were never mean to each other. You were never, ever mean to me. You never said anything nasty to me or did anything bad. I hope I, I don't 
my, if my memory serves me correct, I don't remember ever doing anything nasty or mean to you. And I hope to God I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, no, I know. I don't, I don't remember anything. See, okay, here's the thing with us. So we were so, so close and like so pivotal in each other's lives. And then it just kind of, I don't want to say faded. I remember the moment. I remember the exact moment. I, and I remember, so you, you called me up and you asked if my mom and I could pick you up because Dave was at a party and you wanted to know if we could drop you off at that party. Mm-hmm. And I remember we dropped you off um, and you were super sweet in the, in the truck and we were talking and you were having a good time. And I remember when you got out of the car thinking to myself, this, this is where, we, this is where things change. Right. Not like I'm mad at you or anything. It just, I knew that we were going to be running with different crowds and just, and I, and this, this has always happened to every friendship. And I think throughout history, when you start dating a guy, that guy becomes your world. Yeah. You kind of put your friends on the back burner. And I, yeah. I know that sounds awful, but that's just how it happens. I've done that yeah. millions of times, like other friends. And I've always been the person that's, okay with that because because I know I do it and I know when you're in a relationship that that becomes the most important relationship right I mean that's just normal you know and then shortly after that we moved yes town and I went to a whole new different high school my senior year yeah we didn't even have the time to like let you be in your little honeymoon phase and then reconnect it was just your honeymoon phase was starting with Dave and I moved and right. I was in my honeymoon phase because I was dating Paul. You know, I dated yeah. him for for two years. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I do I do think that um you're one hundred percent right. When when we would get involved with someone new, those people would become our lives. Yeah. Those were the the pe- we hung out with their friends. So Yep. You know, it, it really did disconnect us from those that were important to us. And then I think we would have been okay. And I think we yeah. probably would have picked up right where we had left off if you hadn't moved. In an instant. And and yeah. Anne and I have done that our whole friendship together. Mm-hmm. You know, it and it's 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 normal. You know, we, you start dating someone new and you, it's just, and then you just reconnect and then you flow back into each other. Like nothing ever happened and no time has passed. Yes. And that's, I think what a true friendship is based on. I think to have a true friendship and to really, truly care about someone, you can't expect them to be in your lives a hundred percent of the time. And you be the most important person in their lives. Cause that's just not how it works. Right. You got to be the kind of person that understands that life ebbs and flows and changes and people come and go, but the true friends can go days, weeks, months, years, and still get back together. Like nothing's changed. Nothing's happened. Yes. I 100% agree. You're, oh, you're so wise. Oh, <laughs> I, I love you so much. I'm so, I love you too. Like, really? I'm so glad that we've reconnected and just like, you know, we've, we've been on social media now for many 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 years at this yeah. point but like this podcast really it's kind of cool because it's it's really brought us closer um, yeah you know? all of us I'm so glad you did this. this is probably the best thing that that like you've done for our group 
Yeah. Yeah. Anybody could do for our group. I'm so, yeah. I'm so glad you did this. I'm so glad you took the chance to do it. No, I, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Cause it's like, it's <laughs> reconnecting us all. And just like, you know, talking about, I, I feel like it's gotta be good for our, our hearts and our minds to be talking about all this stuff. I yeah. just, you know, I agree. Cause I've, I mean, I've loved you guys, all of you guys throughout the years, as much as I did in high school, like none of that's changed. None of that feelings change. And I thought about you so much over the years and just to come back and just know that you feel the same. And yeah. it's, yeah. it's a great thing. Yeah. It really yeah. Is. For, for real. The, like the knowing that, that you feel the same too, is just like, it's so like, I don't know. It's like validating in some way because you know it's like it's real easy to think of the past in a way that's like oh this was so important to me and these people were so but you never know if it's like your mind just like romanticizing a situation you know what I right. mean where right. it's like now it's like it's been validated we were awesome <laughs> like, we <you> really <laughs> were <laughs> we like we really, we had a special group of people. We had special experiences and like, it just, I don't know. It's just awesome. I'm just, I'm really glad to have you around. I'm glad to have you around. I'm so glad that I got to grow up with you in yeah. a very important time in my life. I'm glad yeah. that I had the experiences I've had with you and Same. Same. Yeah. And I'm so happy and thankful that you and Dave are together and that it's as beautiful as it as it is oh, thank you that's and the it, best thing to come out of all of this I do like you know he we we did have a rocky start um because of many things here and there along the way mostly it's like and I've said this to you you know we um you know we started dating when we were children basically and yeah. we've been doing it on and off and all along you know, for, for so long that I don't, like, we grew up with each other. Like, we, yeah, we literally grew up with each other. And I feel like in doing that, we, we may have in the early years skipped some of that maturing and, you know, life experience that may have made, you know, putting two people together a little bit easier. Um, right. But now I would, I wouldn't trade anything that we, we've gone through or, anything for what we have now like it's just he's he's he is my best friend he knows me better than anyone in the world because he's known me forever and like yeah same with him like we have so many so many times it's like one of us will say something and the other one will be like get out of my head I was just gonna say that <laughs> my husband and I do that all the time my, my son's like you guys are weird <laughs> yeah. we're like talking and we say the most random shit at the exact same time uh -huh. and then we just look at each other we're like yep we're merging we're just yeah. gonna merge into <laughs> one person <laughs> so we say the same thing we really do I'm like of course that comes you know that comes with stuff too and I, yeah. I don't want people to think that like you know relationships like that they're perfect or anything because they are far from perfect far um, from it yeah but um I think the thing that you know like I don't know makes us stick out or you know makes us different is that no matter what we've stuck through it you yes. know and if you can if you can make it through the shit that you made it through 
you mm-hmm. guys are you're you're golden you're good yeah you, you know it's a it's a true relationship yep yep yeah we're gonna we're gonna be those old people in the rocking chairs yeah us too okay with that. yeah yeah hey maybe our rocking chairs will be in the same vicinity one day that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> working on it girl i'm, I'm still working. trying to get everybody to move down here this is the bl- best place in the world to live i i keep i keep bringing it up so <laughs> <laughs> I am working on it. <laughs> Your kids would love it here. You got to get them to move too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would definitely make them. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, we've talked about a little bit about how we have had overlap with some of, some of our people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we would be remiss to not bring up the other person that we have overlap and in common. Yes. Um, Especially since, you know, the subject matter that we're talking about today, I, I don't think either of us could really tell our stories without bringing up Travis. Right. I agree. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you want to start with that? Because I, I dated him first. Yes. And I, I believe I met him the same way that you met him through Anne. Yes. We were at a, well, actually, believe it or not, I knew him from elementary school. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't go to the same elementary school. We didn't even live on the same end of town. But where I lived, it was an apartment building. And mm-hmm. one of our tenants had a stepdaughter who I've known since I was probably five. Mm-hmm. And you know, she would come on the weekends and visits. Well, I would go to her house and spend like the weekend and her neighbor their front doors faced each other was Travis and we would play with Travis. And I kind of, even at that young age, kind of like had a little kind of crush on him, you know, thought Uh he was cute and stuff like that. And then, you know, he he was a charismatic person. Yes. Yes. And he was definitely cute when he was younger. I'm not Uh going to say that is the case now, but (laughs) it was definitely the case when he was younger. He's just a little baby face. Cutie, mm-hmm. cutie pie, you know. Yep. But it was after Dave and I broke up and kind of just hanging out with Anne, and yeah, it was her boyfriend's friend, and that's how we we kind of just met at a party, and we didn't like sleep together or anything, but we kind of you know just hooked up a little bit, and then we started dating. But it was a, I don't think we dated very long, maybe six months or so, right? Maybe a year, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I feel like it was a little bit longer. Yeah. And I mean, we, we got along, we didn't argue or anything. Well, yeah, we argued, we got along, but he was a raging alcoholic. Raging. He's a year younger, year younger than me. So mm-hmm. I was like, what, 16, maybe 17. Mm-hmm. And he was 16. He was a raging alcoholic at 16 would walk around with a 30 pack. Yep. He never had a, not had a 30 pack. Yep. in his hand and he was always drinking and I we would always fight and he'd be like I'll throw this beer out the window right now if you want me to yes I want you to you know <laughs> but did that happen no and I ended up getting pregnant before we broke up I didn't know I was pregnant right and we broke up um I just thought I had my period and my period I wouldn't I couldn't stop bleeding I didn't know I was having a tubular pregnancy or right. a topic pregnancy um I just thought I had my period. Um, we were using protection and I was on the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, 
it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a bad relationship in where it was like Alec. Right, right. But it wasn't a, it was, it was a relationship that made me realize going forward in the future that that is something that I will never, ever deal with in another human being. I will never date an alcoholic. And yes. to this day, I've never seen my husband drunk. Right. Right. And when we first started dating, he, I mean, he would, he would drink, he would have beers, you know, he's 21, I was 19, but at that time, never saw him drunk. I want to hurt him so bad. I'm sorry, but I want to hurt him so bad. I didn't know about this. I didn't know he was physical. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, so, yeah, he, he, he kept it hidden really good because he would get mad at other people. Um, who did it to other people and he would make a big show and like it was a lot of machismo about you know so and so hit so and so or you don't hit girls where he would come you know home and he would be you know wasted and he would just as and and it didn't always start out like that like you know during the day it would it would be fine and like Mm -hmm start drinking it would be fine but then like as it went um he would just he would have no temper control and um you know he there was a a friend that walked by him and he literally just walked by him and the guy um Travis like he literally grabbed his friend who just walked by him again you know grabbed him by the throat and jacked him up onto the to the um wall and the kid was was turning colors and like grabbing at his hands and I mean he wasn't even looking at him he was just holding him up looking down because he was like that drunk downstairs yeah you know I I knew better than to get involved but at the same time this kid was turning purple and um Travis had checked out so I you know I kind of was like you got to stop and I tried to grab his arm and he he flung his arm back and so it cut my nose um mm. I, like a fingernail and then he grabbed my neck and it was only for a second it was but it was enough pressure that it left bruises yeah and um the next day I saw a bunch of friends at a store and they were like, Oh, what happened to you? And I was like, Oh, and I remember saying what happened and like, not even like, I wasn't even upset about it. Oh, I know. Which is like super messed up. And like, as I'm relaying what happened, I'm seeing their faces and they're looking at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, Oh no, no, it's fine. You know, it was just, it was just, a, a reflex or whatever yeah and like from that moment I started realizing that maybe it wasn't normal and then um not long after that we were supposed to go to a party our ride for the party flaked so we didn't get there it was something he was super pumped for because it was a rave mm-hmm. and um he was wasted like wasted wasted plus on acid oh yeah, it was it was a bad combination. And um that now Anne's boyfriend and I, we did not get along. Like we oh, were not Yeah, he was weird. Super weird. And like we just we did not get along. And I think it was because he felt like there was a competition for Travis's affection. Yeah. Um but 
so we didn't get along. He never stuck up for me. Um, nothing. But there was this time we missed this rave, the ride to go to the rave. And Travis got so upset. And I don't even, I don't even know what the trigger was. It was, I know we were talking about, I was like, well, you know, you weren't here. We missed the ride, like whatever. And he got so mad that he like, he grabbed my neck and he just started squeezing mm. and he pushed me into the chair and he's holding my neck and with his other fist, he's just pounding into my, my head, just pounding, pounding. And then all of a sudden he gets thrown off of me. And who is it? But Anne's boyfriend. Thank God. And thank God. And you know, the, the messed up part is there were other people in that room. There were other guys in that room that I had considered my friend. You they know? don't do shit. They, they don't, don't do shit. shit. With, with no. Alec, I went to a party with Alec once at his best friend's house. Mm-hmm. And everybody's drinking and his best friend's room was down in the basement. And he takes me down there and he wants to have sex and mm-hmm. I don't want to. Proceeded to grab my neck like you. Um, and then put a pillow over my face. Oh, God. And the next thing I remember is waking up to him having sex with me. Oh. And then he finishes, and we start fighting. I honestly don't know what I said or did, but I remember running for the stairs, running up the stairs, and it's basement stairs, so it's those wooden stairs that don't have, like, a back. Right. And I'm crawling up them like I got my hand on the back of the stair like to pull myself forward and I'm yeah. yelling and his this girl comes around the corner and she's going to help me and his best friend grabs her and said it's none of your fucking business and slams the door in my face oh my god so you oh. know like, and there's a bunch of people partying upstairs yeah, and that's... you know he proceeds to beat the crap out of me we finally get out of the basement and I run out the front door and I go around the side of the house because I have nowhere to go. We're not in the town where, where I live. I, I don't drive. I don't have a license. And I tear ass around and go in the back of the house and I walk in and one of his friends is staying there and I just wrap my arms around him and I grab him and I'm hysterically crying going, please hide me. Just hide me. Just hide me. Just hide me. Just hide me. Please hide me. And he's push, he's pushing me off him. And he's going, it's not my business. It's not my business. And his other friend's like, she's fucking scared, dude. Do something. I'm like, just fucking hide me. Just hide me. Just, you know. And I remember I hear him coming and I run out the room and I hide in his friend's mother's room on the side of the bed. And he comes in there and he grabs my top of my head and just walks me out of the house. And then it's like nothing happened. And he, oh. drives, and he drives me home and he drops me off. Oh my god. That's that's barbaric. I mean, but I you, you went through the same thing. It's and and I don't know how it went for you, but you you can't I couldn't break up with him. Like I could. Yeah. I could say it's over. Yeah. But if he doesn't want it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sorry you went through this I you went through that. There Mom, there's you went through it too. Um I you know, I think, I think, unfortunately, for people our age and who grew up in the 80s and the 90s, I don't think it's as isolated as 
we would like it to be, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because I thought I was the only one that went through it. Right, right. Yeah. No, no, because, I mean, Lily was going through it. And, I mean, I think Esther was going through it. Um, There was a lot. There was a lot. And And, and the fact that nobody does anything about it. No, no. Yeah, I. it's like, I remember that time just like, seeing these people just sitting in this living room or this guy, you know, and it's like, I'm not a big girl. I'm five, two, you know? And it's like, it's like six foot one guy, like beating the crap out of me. And I remember afterwards, just like crying and seeing these people just sitting there watching TV and they wouldn't even make eye contact with me. How did nobody beat the shit out of him? I, I would have left on his back like a fucking spider monkey and freaking <laughs> bit his ear off or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 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 like, if I saw stuff like that, I would. But I, I don't know. It was weird back then. I and it's easy to say this is what I would do in that situation. But in that situation, it's, that's, it's not as easy as said it. You know. No. No, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like even just in like a general sense, you know, people talk about how things happen on the streets and no one does anything about it. And I get that that's bad. Like we need to intervene when we see bad things. But at the same time, I fully understand how people don't because if you see someone raging on someone, someone being violent with someone, you don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to lash out at you, you know, they're going to shoot you or kill you or yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, we're only human and like our self preservation is such a gigantic part of our DNA, you know? So it's like, I, I do, I get it. So I understand when people didn't, um, I don't hold it against anyone, but I do find it sad you know what I mean like yeah. those those faces that like because like they're ingrained in my head oh you'll um, never forget that you, you'll never forget never. the sounds the smells no yeah every you know there's just certain things that are just like they are crystal clear in my mind and yeah. one of those is the faces that knew what was going on and they were uncomfortable with it but they just not not even eye contact. <laughs> how did you get out of that situation? Like, how did you get out of that? Um, you know how I got out of that situation was Rose. Um, okay. so she, you know, her and Anne were how Travis and I got together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Rose saw what was going on with Travis and I, she went and told Dave so um thank god yeah you know and like he started just showing up like he would just call he would just show up and it would really 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 make travis very upset especially because you know dave was dave and he did the same thing for me (laughs) (laughs) he's such a hero he really like he really like he's so much the hero and he's so much a gentleman as much of a and like you know I've called him as much as a a fuck boy as he was back then he really like he's 
a genuinely good person and he has so much gentleman in him that if he wasn't born in the era that we grew up in like if he wasn't around that time if he had been born in like however long he would have been like the knight or the guy putting the cape down over the mud you know what I mean like he just that's just who he is he just has this protective streak in him so Mm -hmm. yeah he showed up at my house a few times when Alec was there and scared him off (laughs) yeah and like isn't it funny that like just his presence would scare these these guys like Alec had me pinned against the car in the in the parking lot and Dave showed up and I've never seen Alec run so hard (laughs) and he ran and he hid behind my dad and my dad's like all right Alec it's time for you to go yeah (laughs) I was just like holy shit (laughs) that's so funny yeah Yeah. there's just you know and I don't again I'm not bragging because he's my husband (laughs) like (laughs) I will no (laughs) but like there is there's just something about him that intimidates other like like manly people (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and like just attracts women and it's just like it's been this thing like he he's been in um so many fights as an adolescent but there was like one out of any that he started and the one he started was because someone was bullying someone you know what I mean like there's just yeah he's just I don't know I love him so much he's just yeah he's a good guy you got a good one yeah we both did yes I I feel like we paid our dues and we we deserve them a hundred percent and I my husband my husband's six five I have a gentle giant (laughs) I mean we maybe raised his voice at me once or twice but not like screaming at me yeah yeah, it's like I raised my voice at him he raised his voice back at me but I mean I trust him with everything he is just I used to have this recurring dream ever since I was little like really little and I I would jump in some kind of body of water either a pool or a lake or an ocean and I would go underwater and I would hold my breath in my sleep and I couldn't swim to the top I would struggle and struggle and struggle could never make it to the top and I would wake up gasping for air because I couldn't hold my breath anymore oh that's horrible and I would just constantly have this dream until one night I had it where I jumped in and I was trying to swim to the top. And I couldn't make it. And all of a sudden, my husband's arms go into the water, grab me, and pull me out. Oh. And I, I didn't wake up gasping. And I've never had that dream again. Oh, that, oh, that is beautiful. That's like, that's like movie material beautiful <laughs> stuff right there. <laughs> he's, he's, I know I throw this word around soulmate, but he really... If, if there's different universes and different times when people have been together, he's always been with, we've always been together. Right. He, right. We will never not be together. We'll never, we'll we'll never be apart. find each other. Yes. Yes. He is, he's my everything and he loves me back so much. I never once doubted how much he loved me or um, how much he loves me. And I feel confident and comfortable in it. And I, I've never felt more safe in my life. I love that. I, I like really like, I love that, especially being someone who, who's known what you've gone through and was there for a lot of the pain that, that you did endure. I just, 
thank God. I am so, so happy for you. Really. I'm happy for you too. You have the same thing. I mean, I know, I know there's statistics out there that say, you know, once a girl or a woman gets in that situation, they kind of always are in that situation. Yep. It's hard for them to get out of that situation. Yep. Yes. The perfect, amazing person that's going to yep. love you and not hurt you. Yes. And, and I, I, to piggyback on that, um, we will definitely list some resources in, in the description box. Um, there are so many options and programs and things out there to get help nowadays that like, please, 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 yes. please don't stay in any situation that is, you know, detrimental to you, it, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, in any way, there's, that's just not how life is meant to be lived. Right, right. I mean, it's not, it's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not going to be easy. Right. It And it's hard. And, you know, there's routes you can take and they're not always effective, but you can get out and you can find a happy life. Yes. Yes. And, and like, I, I definitely like my whole point of releasing the book and starting this podcast is just the hope that any of the situations or any of the themes in the book or that we talk about on this show that, we can connect to anyone like kids, you know, younger people, anyone who has felt this and let them know that it's not the end all be all. Right. That situation isn't forever. You can get out and no matter how horrible you feel in your life or how horrible it seems, there are better days. There is a new beginning. There are new chapters. Things do improve and you can be happy. Like, Yes, 100%. And follow that woman's instinct. We all have it. Don't ignore it. Yep. Yep. You, know? you, see, you see a red flag. It's a red flag. It's, yeah. it's not pink. <laughs> you know, it's right. not green for go. It's not yellow for caution. It's red for a reason. You see right. that. You grow. You get out. And it doesn't have to be sexual abuse. It doesn't have to be physical abuse. Emotional abuse is just as bad. Exactly. It really is. And like you wear those scars inside and carry them around forever. Forever. Just just as bad as physical scars. Like just as bad. If I never met Alec, I would be a completely different person than I am today. Not saying I I don't like who I am. I wouldn't change anything about myself. But I wouldn't be the person I am today. And that's because he's physically and emotionally affected me for the rest of my life. Right, right. You had had to, you know, in those moments, learn how to survive. And then from that survival, you had to learn how to cope. And that stuff doesn't go away. Nope. And and the only reason why I think I got out of that situation alive, and I I don't think I would have made it out alive, if he didn't go to jail. Right. He, he broke into my house one night. My father worked third shift. My mm. mom was sleeping. He broke into my house. He had a knife. He came at me. Mm. I I got in my mom's room screaming. She called the cops, and the cops. He left. The cops came. I told told them everything that was happening and what happened. And I didn't hear from him again for a while. I was like, oh, wow, good, you know? And I found out that he was in jail. Right. And then right. we, then we, you know, think just life went on and 
I, I think if he didn't go to jail, he, he would have eventually killed me because he wasn't oh, yeah. give up stalking and showing yeah. up. and. Yeah, I agree. I think he would have kept pursuing me. Yeah. He was, he I mean, was he's still doctor. trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real. I mean, <laughs> that's so scary. And I mean, can I just say, like, um, if anyone's going through this situation, and I do include you, Amy, like for real, like um, make sure you alert your your local authorities if anyone from your past does show up and is doing anything of the sort, even phone calls. Like even if they can't do anything because they can't, a phone call isn't illegal, that's fine. Living in the right. same state isn't illegal, that's fine. But just make sure that your local people know so that if any situation would ever come up there is a record that this guy is is problematic yes yes and there's someone to look at too as a suspect if there needs to be mm-hmm. right right exactly so oh i i, I hope I, I hope you guys are like you have security <laughs> yes we have we have security we we have weapons <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. I am good, not good, a good. fan of, of weapons. Um, but you know, mm. I mean, it's in a safe, it's locked up, but I know how to use it. I know where it is in case yeah. I need to, um, good. neighbors do know, um, and they're na- my neighbor's a good old boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's good. No, good. I'm, I'm actually very, very happy to hear that. Um, I'm all for, you know, like, regulated gun control and whatnot but i don't think we should not not have guns you know what i mean i agree um, i i think that mental checks and background checks and you know um proper um more restringent checks so mentally ill people don't get their hands on them yeah but you know i think um there should definitely be proper training and i think with a violent background should not be allowed to have one as well but um especially for someone in your situation and your family i would 100 percent thank god you have something because oh and i'm terrified of it yeah terrified of it (laughs) i mean i held it for like two seconds when we got it and i haven't touched it since (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you'll never have to again hopefully i'll never have to Nobody yeah. have to, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that with him. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances that it, I mean, I'm sure it's a coincidence that he showed up in the same state. That's what I tell myself. It's a coincidence. Right. Because I don't well, want to think of it any other way. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't let yourself think of it in any other way. No. Um, I fully understand that. That's, oh, girl, I, I want to like come and hide you (laughs) i'm okay i'll be okay (laughs) good 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 because boys huh these violent no girls don't date (laughs) yeah just be single until i don't know until you're 30 (laughs) real just enjoy your girlfriends and yeah yeah i'm glad my son's going through he went through a little phase last year where he's dating a lot like uh-huh. what we innocently did you know you talk on the phone and <laughs> yeah. each other in school that's it but you're dating um, yeah and he had some experiences that he didn't like and I said you know next year just have fun with your guy friends you know don't, don't even worry about girls you're you're young 
And this yeah. year he hasn't dated once or anything. I'm like, so any girls you think? He's like, nope, I'm just having fun with my friends. I'm not going to date till I'm in college. I'm like, good oh. idea. Very good. <laughs> good job, mama. Good job. Because that's, that's the perfect answer. Yep. <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll be so happy that he did it that way. I, I mean, know. I think it's easier. I think this generation's just easier. I know it's scarier being a parent right now with everything that's going on in schools. Trust me, I, I struggle with sending him to school every day. But also, it's a thing. Like, when we grew up, it was you talk on the phone for hours or you get on your bike and you all find a place to hang out and party. And you, you, you do some stupid, dumb shit <laughs> yeah. that uh, I can't believe we survived. This generation, it's this is how they hang out with their friends. They get in front of their TVs, they put their headphones on, and they start their video games, and they all hang out together. Like, I love it. I love it. People are like, does it? I mean, you shouldn't let him play video games that much. I'm like, he's hanging out with his friends. He's not out drinking. He's not out having sex. He's not out doing drugs. You know, yeah. he's not I mean, out driving around doing stupid shit. Where you know where he could kill somebody or get killed in a car accident, he's yeah. sitting in the basement. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the, you know where he is, you know he's safe. Just yes. yeah, play no. as many video games as you want. <laughs> <laughs> For real, For yep. real. yeah, we did that with our son too. He was like really into the video games. He's always chatting on with his friends on there, and we're like, you know what, you have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to, like, doctor's like, well, you should limit it. I'm like, look, I can be upstairs doing something and go, hey, kiddo, come up here. I need help with this. He mm-hmm. doesn't give me attitude. He doesn't fight me about it. He comes up. What do you need? Right. Can you, right. Can you help me with this, this, and this? Or he'll go, you know, some, t- you can't, some games you can't pause. Or he'll go, can, I, can you give me two minutes so I don't die? Yeah. Yep. And then he's up yep. there. He never gives me attitude. He goes to bed on time. He doesn't have a TV in his room. He doesn't sleep with his phone in his room. Right. I mean, play as many video games yeah. as you want. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so healthy. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's so healthy. Like, he's still doing what he needs to. He's still communicating with you. Like, just, no. And he's home, and you know where he is. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's sweet, and he's respectful, and yeah. he's the greatest person I know. That's that's awesome. I love that. You're so you got you're both you're so lucky to have each other. Like for real. Like all three of us are. I mean, yeah. Because I was gonna say like he's so lucky to have you as a mom, but like I know that you're you're lucky in having him as a son. Yes, and that like that who he is brings out this wonderful mother that you are. So thank you. And and and. You know, not thinking I'd ever be a mother. Yeah. That was the the greatest phone call we ever got. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet that was just uh, the bliss you must have felt. It was so funny. Like, we we, sh- we show up at the hospital because we have two hours to decide. Right. And we show up at the hospital. We don't even tell my parents. We just show up at my parents' house with a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's, like, the best surprise ever. I know. My dad's like, can we keep him? I'm like, yes, we can. He's ours. And they were sitting there. We're all like looking at him like, oh my God, we love him. He's so perfect. And I look up, I go, we got nothing. <laughs> and my, 
my husband and my dad's like, you guys stay here with him. We'll go to Target's and get everything we need. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was, so it was perfect. Good, good. I'm glad you're so happy. I'm glad you are too. I'm so glad you are too. Yeah, our our both of our lives could have gone very drastic, drastically different ways. But we got our fairy tales. Our happy yes, ever after. we did. We really did. Which is like, you know, it's far and few between that that happens. So, and you deserved it. I mean, you deserve you, it. You know what I mean? You, you deserve it. <laughs> I'm just so glad we're happy and we're in healthy relationships and we just have beautiful lives with the people we're with. And yeah, yeah. And that we reconnected. Yep, me too. Me too. Just goes to show you, you know, you don't know what life is going to bring. And when you're a teenager or you're younger and life seems so chaotic and just, you know, unprecedentedly just vast. um, Yes. You just just don't know what what it's going to bring. And thankfully, it it works out sometimes. (laughs) It does. And it's not the end of the world. A breakup is not the end of the world you feel it and I'm not saying your their pain or your pain isn't justified when you break up with someone that you care about when you're young right um that that pain is 100% real and those feelings are 100% real but but it's not the end right and you can't let it dictate your life and the path that you're gonna follow yeah I mean heartbreak is the the part of part of life part of growing up part of making you who you are part of learning what you will and won't deal with in a relationship. So you find the right person. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, I feel like I'll like smiley. <laughs> I know me too. I thought I would feel like just like weighed down and ugh, after this, this right. po- uh, podcast, but I feel great. Yeah. You know, what's weird about it is it's like even talking about heavy subjects, it's almost like, therapeutic I think you know like we just like we've been holding on to stuff and to experiences for so long I think to talk about it in a healthy way and especially with you know the thought that this could possibly help someone else you know our experiences I think it just I don't know it makes it all it makes it all worth it it does (laughs) and it really helps to kind of share the load that you're carrying with other people that really care about Mm -hmm. you Yes, absolutely. And I'm absolutely. sorry I wasn't there for you when you were going through that. I'm I I oh, no, hate that no. we lost touch when I when I moved. And it yeah, wasn't like no. we had cell phones that we could keep in touch, you know? I mean right. somebody's number changed, no way to find them. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um same. I um I really hated that we we lost touch and I I've thought about it so many times over the years and I can't tell you how happy and ecstatic I was when we finally reconnected on Facebook and then, you know, where we've grown, grown to again from then to now, I just, I'm just so thankful. Me too. And, and did keep me updated on you over the years. (laughs) Same, same, same thing. Yeah, she, 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 she's a good loyal friend you know she yeah. she didn't tell things that weren't sp- to be told you know but yeah. she did keep me like in touch with you and what's going on and we did run into each other after I started dating my husband 
I think we went to your house once, Anne and I. And then Dave showed up, I think, for a little bit. And then I had to drive back home. So we, we didn't stay there that long. But yeah, I think I, was think at, I remember that. Yeah. And you were, I think you were working at one of the stores in the mall or something. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. The mall years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. You seemed a lot happier then. Like, you seemed happy. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it took a while, but finally got there. Yeah. Which is good. Um, and, you know, I mean, we're, we're reconnected now, so. Yeah. Happy about that. Oh, sounds like my husband just got home. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, we can wrap up. Because it's been hours at this point. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on today, for sharing, and um, just for being you. Because I love you so much. I love you too. And thank you for letting me come on and share this with you. It's been fun to kind of ride along on this little adventure with you. Yeah, it really has. Um, I didn't expect it to be what it is. But I love that it is what this is now. So, <laughs> you yeah. know. And I can't wait um, for other episodes that we're going to record. So um, I look forward to doing more in the future with you. And I love you. And go see your husband. And <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I love you guys too. You have a good night. Bye bye. Bye. Oh my God. My earbud audio. Uh-huh. Um. As you can like actually hear when I drop the earbud and Amy asks if I dropped her. <laughs> oh, that was actually the moment that I was like, oh, like in my head, I was like, oh no, if she heard me drop her, that means that the mic is, is in the earbud. It's in the earbud. No. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but for now, I'm using my husband's headset, which the mic is clearly a lot better than those damn earbuds. Like, ugh. Um, but the mic is, like, right in front of my mouth, and I can't really move it. And it picks up, like, every tiny breath and every mouth noise. Like, ugh. Like, don't listen. <laughs> um, but like I said, I do hope to have um, upgraded equipment. Um, and it should be, I don't know, like in the next couple weeks or so. So uh, we shall see how that goes. But yeah, um, so that was a pretty heavy conversation, but I think it was still fun. Um, I love Amy so much. Like, I can't even express how much. I've always admired her, and this conversation just made me raise that pedestal I already had her on. Um, like she's just, she's so strong and just so amazing, um, to still be such an open, loving and beautiful soul, even after everything she's gone through, which although expressed super well here, doesn't even touch upon the reality of it. But, um, yeah, like she's just, she's just amazing in all of the ways. I just, oh, I love her. It's a little funny how in the last episode, episode 12, I said I would probably never talk about that bad phase of my life or bring up Travis, who until now was 
basically my Voldemort. And uh, so that clearly didn't stick. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, Travis and I were brief and very intense. Everything about us was too fast, without thought, and nothing but chaos, which was fueled with alcohol, acid, and lots of just bad weed. <laughs> and although that experience and time in my life um, felt like forever while it was happening, it really was such a small blip in the full scope of everything of my life, um, that it kind of feels like it wasn't part of me. Like I, like it was like a fever dream or like a movie I watched a thousand times, but haven't seen in decades. Um, yeah, but like no matter how short of a time, um, or how removed I do feel from it. There are experiences and connections, scars, um, mental, emotional, um, memories, mechanisms, and physical reminders that have shaped who I am and how I live my life every single day, no matter how much time has passed or how wonderful my husband is and how safe he makes me feel. Um, he, along with really everyone I know, um, but he really bears the brunt, um, but he has to deal with the leftovers of that time, which is so unfair. While the person who inflicted the pain went on to be in other relationships that were also, um, abusive and like, uh, officially on the record abusive. And it, it makes me feel so much like, mad for, you know, so many reasons and sad for all of the reasons and happy to have been strong enough and to have had a strong enough support system to get out of that situation. It just, ugh. so, um, yeah, this probably will be the one and only time he, who once again, we shall not ever name again. Um, I, I feel like this'll, this'll be it because, um, you know, ugh, <laughs> just no. Um, but you know, of course, unless Anne comes on <laughs> for her own episode, cause there is no way around not talking about him <laughs> with her. It just, you know, I don't know. It's just, ugh. sometimes nostalgia is stupid. <laughs> But for real, I actually love nostalgia, and I love being able to talk about the past with those I shared it with, like Amy. Sure, not all of what we shared was great, and some of the connections are rough and may bring up some not-so-pleasant stuff. I'm sure for any and all of us involved to some degree, but I think that's true for any real friendship or relationships. Connections can be complicated and that's okay. I actually think that is part, like a big part of the human experience to feel all those things. One of the most important parts of friendship though is that despite those weird ups and downs or connections that can spark other thoughts and feels, that real friendships don't stop because of that messy stuff. They instead cement the roots and make them grow. 
I love the history I share with Amy. I love that we have so much that ties us together. We had extremely, extremely similar experiences. Even though our backgrounds, like our parents and how we were raised, were just so vastly different. Some of those experiences, yes, weren't the best. Some were downright terrifying. But the same energy that drew us all to each other is the same loving and dynamic energy that makes up most of our time spent together. And the feels and thoughts that are invoked just by the sheer thought of our friendships heavily outweigh anything else. And I wouldn't trade any of it. Friendships from all stages, different stages, are so important and are never forgotten. The impact of childhood friends, high school friends, young adult friends is huge and lasts lifetimes, even if the friendships themselves end or fade away. True friends, real relationships, love can and will just pick up from where they left off given the chance, like no time has passed between the inner souls that will always recognize each other. As crappy and divisional as it can be, I really am so thankful for social media and how many of these irreplaceable connections it's allowed to rekindle. Because as special as those like young friendships were, having them now again in full adulthood is absolutely priceless and beyond measure. So yeah, I'm super thankful, just just super thankful for having everyone who's in my life in my life and super thankful for Amy for coming on today. Um, but before I end this episode, I do want to say if you find yourself in an abusive situation, please make sure to talk to someone, whether that be someone in your personal life that you trust or someone on a professional level. Every state and even town has different avenues of help at different capacities. But the National Domestic Violence Hotline is a great place to start no matter where you are. I will link the website, but the phone number to call is 800-799-7233. Again, that number is 800-799-7233. Or you can text START, that's the word START, S-T-A-R-T to 88788. Again, you can text the word START, S-T-A-R-T to 88788 or call 800-799-7233. This is where help is available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so yeah, just and I will also, like I said, I'll link the website, which is thehotline.org if you can't get to that. Um, yeah, but please, please make sure you get yourself somewhere safe and get help. And I'm rooting for you. I want to give a huge, gigantic thank you to my special guest, Amy, for coming on the show and for sharing. It was truly special, and I love you so, so, so much. 
And thank you to the listeners for joining us today for Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I hope you come back in two weeks for a new episode. I will be celebrating my six-month podcast anniversary and my 46th, <laughs> my 46th birthday, which just happens to also be on Star Wars Day. So that should be fun, whatever that ends up being. For questions, comments, or contributions to the conversation, send me a message at naiveinthe90s at gmail.com or connect with me on social media with the handle at naiveinthe90s. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, don't forget to grab your copy of Naive in the 90s, the creative nonfiction book based on real-life diaries from the early and mid-90s, available on Amazon. And thank you again for joining. Hope to see you next time. Peace and love, my dudes.